Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing. Again, I am your weekly host, Joe Debra. And joining us today is our dear sister, Candice Phoebe. Friends, today she is our special host. So let's turn it right over to her. Sister Candice, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dr. Joe. I'm always excited to be here with your audience and on this platform. So thank you again. Um, audience, you know, by now you guys should be getting used to me of hosting these type of programs. Um, today our theme is progress through peace, progress through peace. And I know peace is a huge, um, thing that we all acquire. We all, um, wish we have, you know, people pursue, uh, everything they do in life is to uh, to to get to a place of peace. You know, when you are uh, embarking on uh, a new journey, you wish for for the end result to be peace. You know, nobody is wishing for chaos or anything like that in their life. So I know that we can really relate to this topic today, peace. You know, we'll talk about the meaning of peace. We'll talk about how we can um, how peace is centered around our life. Uh, choices, our lifestyle, you know, our decisions, what we can do, how we can do to better ourselves in the midst of peace or chaos or whatever. So we'll get into it. I know that we'll be led by the spirit and that is my God. I just want to throw that in there. So progress through peace, Dr. Joe. Uh, can you tell us more about it? Why this topic? You know, what is the influence? What is the insight revelation that led us here? Yeah, thank you, Sister Candice. Um, and again, th uh, thank you for hosting us today. So what led us here, progress through peace? You know, when you consider the recent happenings uh, around our world today, um, we've gone through over the past, let's say, three years or so, we've really gone through a state of social and racial unrest. Um, there is the Ukraine war, which is still going on. Of course, we all talk about COVID or remember COVID. Um, and the uh, uh, truth is everybody in life, like you rightly said in your introduction, hates what disturbs their peace. Everybody hates war. And I believe that everybody, or for the most part, everyone considers wars to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But the question or the truth is, almost every country in history has fought or is currently fighting a war. And so you think about it and you ask yourself, if wars are so bad, why have every other country fought in a war? Or you will say, if it's so bad, then when the first country did it or when the first two countries did it everybody else would desist or refrain from engaging in it but it's something that keeps happening until even right now as we um talk because of the ongoing russia and ukraine war so i sat down and i asked myself this and as i pondered uh one thing became 
clear to me. Obviously, uh, politically, there is always the benefit to the political leaders and things of that nature. But why do we hate wars? Why do we hate battles? Why do we hate chaos? And I think the reason why we actually do hate them is because it robs us of our peace. Battles, chaos, disasters, um, they, they deprive us of peace. So as of peace, everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants to develop. Everyone wants to progress. And for us to progress, we need peace. There cannot be substantial progress or growth, any sustainable growth, no matter how you look at it, without peace. So when you ask how we got here, this is basically how we got there. It's just me thinking about why we consider something to be so bad, yet every superpower seems to do it or have done it. <laughs> and I think it's because it robs us of our peace and we yes. cannot progress without peace. And so that's how we got here. You know, while you were speaking, I can't, I couldn't help myself but think, um, so does the presence of war mean the absence of peace? You know, I can't. Great I, question. Yes. <laughs> I, I kept thinking about it. I was like, what is peace itself? Maybe we could start there. Maybe that will help us to, you know, get into what I actually want to yeah, ask. So, so what is that's, peace? That's a great question. Um, and the reason why I say it's a great question is because it's not the war that we hate. It's the fact that it robs us of our peace is what I said. Because peace is really not the absence of war or battle or chaos. Peace really is the state of tranquility or the state of calmness, the state of freedom that one has in the midst of all these things. Uh, and so sometimes the mistake we make is that we want to feel or we think we are at peace when there is no chaos around. Very but true. that really is not peace. Peace is something that you know or have in the midst of obstacles, disasters, wars, and battles. And that's why I started from the issue of maybe it's not the war that the pro uh, we have a problem with. Mm -hmm. It's the issue of peace that mm -hmm. we have a problem with. Because so it, peace... Mm -hmm. Because peace is not the absence of war. Um, in, in spite of uh, uh, peace, is that freedom that you have in spite of everything mm -hmm. that is surrounding you. That is really what peace is. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about where peace comes from uh, with time. So the issue is more of our concept of peace. You know, that our problem is found in our concept of peace. So how or what you think peace is, is what, what is determining your, your discomfort in the midst of the war, in the midst of the chaos. And so we are here to learn, to have a change of mind, to have a new perspective. You know, we're not saying throw away yours, but we are all here to learn. Life is a learning journey. All right. So peace 
is not necessarily the absence of trouble. It's not necessarily the absence of chaos. Um, can peace be a place? I think we on this podcast, we have discussed something about um, a secret place. So can right. uh, peace be a form of a place? Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, that's, uh, again, a, a very good question. <laughs> but peace is not a place but a state mm. because peace is something that is within. And that is um, why we, we just talked about the concept of what peace is. Um, if you see peace as a place, then you run the risk of believing or thinking that you've lost your security in the midst of trouble. But peace is actually a state that one dwells in. So your secret place can be a place of peace for you. That does not mean that the place itself is the peace, but it's the state that the place puts you in. I'm not sure if um, this is clear enough. So the secret place that we talked about a few weeks ago puts you in a certain state, a state of comfort, a mm -hmm. state of security, a mm -hmm. state of um, assurance. And that is what peace is. Peace is that state that you receive in that secret place. Yes. I hope that and is clear. Yes, it's, it's clear. It's getting there. <laughs> and and <laughs> viewers, I really recommend that you go find that, um, you know, podcast, that audio that we did, we recorded weeks ago about, um, you know, uh, secret place, because it ties into Victory what we... In yes, it ties into what we are discussing today. And you mentioned something about it's a state, it's a, it could be a state of mind, you know, and um, it's what you have found that brings about the peace. And I think that's what you, you were trying to elaborate on. It's what you have found that brings. It's not necessarily a place. I think in that secret place, we, meant, we, we made mention of um, you thinking, okay, my home is my secret place. So if the house burns down, you feel like, oh, peace, my peace is gone, you know. Correct. So it's an, it, it's an abstract it's not something tangible it plays that uh i would say your it, your it a place that takes your spirit your spirit is taken to your soul is taken to i should say but we'll elaborate more on that how um i, I want to say this how does peace feel so we can dive more into because somebody might say how would i know i'm at peace you know you will be surprised that some people are at peace but they don't think they are. They are Correct. at peace. Your knowledge of it, your awareness of peace does not mean you are at peace. You could be unaware of it, but you'll be at peace. And that is why, you know, going back to my God, you know, sometimes you look at a person and you tell them, you know, you, I see that you are really at peace. And the person will just be looking at you like you're crazy, you know. But <laughs> it's a state they are in that they are not even aware of. So... Right. Can we elaborate on how does peace feel? Is it subjective or can we elaborate on that, please? Yeah. So I, I, I guess the question you're asking is, is peace measurable? Is it, is it something that one can be um, aware of? And um, the, uh, to answer that, I'll give this um, example or scenarios. So 
what are things that robs us of our peace or deprive us of our peace? When one is sick, we seek healing or treatment because the sickness is what is depriving of us of peace. Um, when you are tired or stressed, that tiredness or that stress deprives you of peace. And so you seek rest. When you sin, sin deprives you of peace with God, the person who made you. And so you seek salvation for your soul. So, in fact, one of the first things that um, a person receives through salvation is peace. When you read the Bible, he says, righteousness yields or produces peace. And that is how peace is measured. Like I said, it's a state. It's a state of emotion. It's a state of mind. It's a state of um, perception. It's a state of um, well-being. And so you don't need someone to really tell you that you are at peace. You've, you know it within yourself. Because, dear listener, trouble and chaos will always come. And they are always with us. No matter what you do, you face it day in and day out. But when you are at peace, it is that state of assurance that you have. Is that state? It's not. I don't. I don't know if assurance is the right word because it can be mistaken for cockiness or overconfidence. But that's not it. It's that state of be, uh, 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 restfulness, being in a state of. The right word is tranquility. Um, you are in a state where it's as though the chaos doesn't touch you. The trouble doesn't touch you. So that is how peace is measured. You know the state that you are in. People around you may see the chaos and think you are suffering, but you yourself don't feel the suffering that they are talking about. And it's not a state of denial either. So I don't want you to mistake in that. Dear listener, it's not you pretending that everything is okay when things are not okay with you. It is the state of you resting. You are assured that, yeah, when I look around, it seems like there is chaos all around me, but it's not coming near me. It's not something that is impacting me emotionally. It's not something that's impacting me financially. It's not something that is impacting me spiritually. And that is the um, way peace is measured. So I don't know if um, you need someone to tell you you are at peace. It's something that you know it within yourself. So, so Dr. Joe, what you are saying is you, if you are at peace, you will know. Yes. You will know. So without a doubt, without a doubt, because it's a state. Yes. Listeners, do we all get that? So when you are at peace, you will know. So if someone is listening to us and they, to them, they are not at peace. That is a clear evidence that they are not at peace. Yes. Okay. And so can we say that peace 
based on what you were uh, you were talking about, can we say peace is contentness? Yes, but not entirely. So the word contentment really um, peace is a huge component of being content, but the the concept of being content has to do with I know where I am, I'm happy where I am, but I'm pushing to make things better. I I am not settling. Mm -hmm. That is contentment, Mm -hmm. not being settled. You are happy with where you are, Mm -hmm. but you are working to make things better. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the precepts or the principles of this podcast, Hour of Healing, Mm -hmm. that everybody needs something in life. Everybody needs healing from something. And so if you think you don't need anything, then you are mistaking contentment for satisfaction. Mm. You are thinking you are satisfied, you are happy, and you are done. And the precept of, or one of the precepts of this podcast is, yes, wherever you are might be good, but it can be better. And if it's better, it can be the best. So contentment differs from peace in a little way when you look at the actual concept of it. Because yes, peace is a huge component of contentment because you are happy where you are. But peace in itself is not striving, but contentment is. Mm. Contentment is still pushing. When you are content, you're still pushing Mm. to make things better. When you are at peace, you are not striving or you are not kind of pushing you are settling you are resting mm. and allowing things to take their course mm. yes obviously you are not pretending you don't see them so when you are in actual peace you are very aware of everything around you and that's why i said it's not a state of denial, denial. because in a, in denial you think you are at peace and nothing is happening. But in peace, you see everything that is happening. The storms of life are waging, but yet you are not troubled by it. And so hopefully that distinguishes that for us. Yeah. So um, listeners, um, peace is not the same as contentness. You know, Um, I'll say one thing about peace and that is what I have experienced is the state of knowing is the state of knowing that, you know, if that makes sense, yes. it's the state of knowing that, you know, and knowing, uh, that, you know, the unknown, you know, and yet you still, you are still resting in that state. So it's between the state of knowing that, you know, the unknown is, is between the state of knowing that, you know, the unknown and yet you are still resting. You know, so if you could still rest, you don't strive. You don't strive. So if you can still rest in your struggles, in your challenges, you know, you are not trying to push through to to get it over with. You know, and we are not. And we, uh, you have to understand that we're not trying to say don't fight. And that is the what society has now, you know, educated us of. I would say educated um, that you know you have to fight your battles. You have to, you know, don't settle for less. You know, get up and do this and, you know, climb the mountain and all this stuff. But when you are at peace, none of that matters. 
contentness is like what he was saying, striving. You strive to get to the top. You strive. But when you are at peace, even you could be at the bottom of the mountain and you are not making no effort to climb anything. But sooner or later, you'll find yourself on top. And that is how peace helps us to progress in life. You know, so how how do we pursue peace? Um, if we are not striving, if we are not trying to climb any mountain, if we are not trying to, you know, uh, go on a ladder, a ladder. Step on anybody's yes. Um, how do we pursue <laughs> peace then while we are resting, while we are staying still? You know, my God said, be still and know that I am God. That is a sense of peace. Just be at peace. And know that I'll, you know, I'll make things move on your behalf. So how do we pursue this peace whilst staying still? Well, um, thank you for that question, uh, Sister Candice, and the contribution. Um, I will tie that into how we pursue peace. Um, because the, the, the state of resting goes to the very core of peace. And I will tell you why. So... Dear listener, there are a few things that as I as we are talking and I'm thinking back, we've covered so much just in this short time since we started this podcast in this year, 2023. And we talked about healing the foundation not too long ago. And we, we talked about bridging gaps. We focused on marriage at that time. But thinking through this now it's kind of the basic or the bedrock for most of these discussions because if there will be peace in the nation then there must be peace in the cities and if there's going to be peace in the cities then there must be peace between neighbors and if there's going to be peace between neighbors then there must be peace in our homes and if we will have peace in our homes which is mom and dad, the parents and children, siblings, brothers and sisters. If there's going to be peace there, then we must have peace in our heart. And that is how we pursue peace. Because peace is a state of resting, we don't pursue peace for others. We pursue peace in ourselves, within us. Once we have peace within us, then we are able to transform our environment we are able to transform others with that peace so the mistake sometimes we make is we want to get people to be at a state of peace that we are in and when you do that you are striving you are not resting when you rest when you have peace within you 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 pursue peace within yourself when you do that and your partner does that for themselves and your children do that then because we are all resting and there is no striving then we progress together the truth is there cannot be any substantial growth without peace and so the danger that we find ourselves in or the trouble we find ourselves in is we always want to get people or communities or the society or the city or the nation to be at peace. And so we are on demonstrations, we are on marches, we are on this, we are on that. 
with the hope that that will result that will result in peace rather but the truth is to pursue peace you have to pursue it within yourself so peace is internal yes yeah and that's why somebody i find it difficult for someone outside of you to come and tell you you are at peace Mm. we can tell you be at peace which is a command scripturally socially physically when someone says be at peace that means pursue it Mm. pursue peace but nowhere in scripture does it say you are at peace Mm. and no one can tell you that you are at peace because it's something you pursue within yourself so scripture is very uh it's a very fascinating book yeah the bible my god inspired so um again um no one can tell you but of course the god we serve can see when a man is at peace you know to to declare it through their servant that this person is at peace no one can do that just by your naked eyes because it's not something tangible it's an internalized thing but he formed you and he knows everything in you so yes so he he knows to you so what you were saying is nobody has to convince you that you are at peace yes Yes, because if you know when you are at peace you know but at the same time when you are at peace there is an aura around you that others can attest to sometimes yes so therefore somebody can tell you this person is at peace because you bring forth a life you bring forth an environment you bring forth an aura. The way you speak declares peace. When you are at peace, people will attest to it. You know, people, it's internal. Yes. yes, it's internal, but sometimes it becomes visible depending on the level of peace well, that you are at. And um, go ahead. Yeah, so the, the difference is the pursuit of it. So the aura means you already have it yes. okay. and so people can attest to okay. it but you cannot pursue it from a secondary perspective mm. i hope that uh, clarifies that for our audience uh, elaborate the this that part the last part please yeah so the 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 aura of peace is because you have pursued it and you have attained it, it. you have attained it mm-hmm. but when i say that nobody from outside of you can tell you that you are at peace when someone tells you that oh this person seems to be at peace or this person is very peaceful they are only attesting to the fruit Mm. of what you have within you they are not attesting to what you actually have within you because the measure of peace is not something someone else will see Mm. they only see the fruit of it they only see the effects of it so that is what i mean by no one can tell you that you are at peace because the measure of the peace itself is something that you have within you but once you have attained it once you have peace yes it does exude some aura that people can attest Mm. to and say oh this person's countenance is so graceful Mm. this person is so peaceful this person is so calm Mm. that's the kinds of words that most of the time people will use but they can't really tell the measure of peace 
that, that you have. have. Yes, that's correct. But can you lose it? Can peace be lost once it's attained? Absolutely. <laughs> How? Let's and, talk about that. <laughs> yes, because you know so, sometimes we settle when we when we land on a certain plateau. So. Um, how how can we lose it? You know, because someone, based on what we are saying, someone may be thinking, "Oh, I have it." Then you know, everything they are saying is me. I have it. So, what should that person be cautious of? Can you lose your peace? Can you lose what you have attained? You know how? And then we'll go further into um, how do you? What do you do to protect it or you know help it to grow and stuff like that? Oh, well, great question. Yeah, you can absolutely lose your peace. And the reason why I say you can absolutely lose your peace is that life is not stagnant. Mm. Life is not constant. Life has in itself various changes that happens or various changes that come. And most of these changes that come, the turbulence of life and all that comes with it, does test our peace. It tests the endurance or the um, the capability, the measure of our peace, mm -hmm. if I should say. And so when life and situations and things change, and sometimes um, I don't want a, a listener to think that the things that challenge or ch uh, test the measure of our peace it's all bad. No, even a career change for a, leaving one job for a better job will test your peace. So the change, when I talk about the changes in life or the, 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 the various uh, changes that comes or happens with life, I'm not only focusing on negative. Even the good things, that's test the measure of our that's peace. True. Now, the reason why you can lose it it's because it's something that you attain or you pursue in your heart. And so when, whenever you do pursue something that is not tangible, the risk you run is that when the tangible changes, it may impact the intangible. Whereas life is meant to be the other way around. And so um, I remember... Uh, some years ago, I listened to this uh, uh, person speak, and he talked about responding to life as opposed to reacting to life. Because when you react, that uh, the way he explained it is that the outside or the tangible is what is influencing the intangible. But when you respond, it's what is within that is influencing what is outside. And I think that is very classic or applicable in this case mm -hmm. because peace is within and you are supposed to live life with the influence of peace. But because we don't see peace, the risk is that the things we see rather will impact or would rather influence what we feel. And so if care is not taken, you will start living your life based on what you see, because remember I said, when you are at peace, you still see the chaos around you. Mm -hmm. So when your attention drifts and now your focus becomes the chaos around you because that's the tangible, you run the risk of losing the intangible, which is the peace with you. Mm, that's very powerful. 
Thank you, Dr. Joe. Our time is almost wrapping up. Um, I just want to make this example and then we'll, we'll be wrapping up very soon. You know, sometimes when people go through situations, let's just, uh, for example, I like to use marriage because I believe that's the highest level of relationship that God instituted or highest level of relationship that anybody can, you know, get yourself or commit yourself to. So I, I like to use marriage a lot. Um, like, for example, if someone is in a um, married relationship with uh, their partner and said they were abusive to them, you know, and um, when they divorced that person, they, they made a statement saying, I feel at peace ever since my divorce. I feel at peace or I am at peace, right? And to that person, for the rest of their life, they will want to do everything to stay away from that partner. Because to them, the sight of that person is an invitation of lack of peace to them. So in in situations like this, because, you know, there are people out there that has been through abuse, that has been through domestic violence, you know, certain things, trauma, you know, people are traumatized with situations in, in life. And to them, staying away from that will, uh, um, will help them maintain the peace they have attained. Um, it, how do we balance situations like this? Should you create a, a boundary, a strong and strict wall against you know situations and when you go to uh, psychology will tell you um i forgot the term for it but it's like uh is it coping mechanism or defensive mechanism yes um something defense yes mechanism. defense mechanism and you put that in place to avoid yourself you know not inviting that feeling of, that you felt in the trauma so how do we when mm -hmm. we we're on this podcast you know, we know we are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We also have uh, knowledge of uh, education. We are also societal people, community. So in, in keeping this in mind, how do we balance? How do we balance situations like this? Because I think we can still attain peace even if we are exposed to our trauma. So how do we balance and how can we still maintain that peace? Even if we have not created a, a strong wall or defensive mechanism. Well, um, that is, um, that's a difficult question, but uh, a good one to ask because life presents, uh, in lay terms, we say life presents lemons. And sometimes the phrase is you make lemonade, but you can also make lemonade and it will still be better no matter <laughs> how much sugar you put in it because the lemon was just that better. And um, the truth is we go through life and the relationships we have and the impact of people's decisions on us does leave an indelible mark. But I will go back to what I said a few minutes ago, that being at peace doesn't make you immune to your surroundings. Being at peace doesn't make you immune to the chaos around you or the mayhem that people may be causing around you. And so to have that balance or to progress through peace, which was the question you asked, the, 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 the thought 
is that you get to the basics of how do you attain peace. Because for you to maintain something, you must know how you received it or attained it in the first place. I made mention that we pursue peace in the heart, but how do we really attain it? We attain peace by doing what is right. And that is the fundamental truth that cannot be changed, no matter the situation. So if you are in an abusive relationship and the right thing is to leave that abuse, abusive situation, that is how you attain peace. And so once you've left that relationship and you have the peace, how do you maintain it? Yes, you set boundaries. The issue with boundaries really is not the boundary itself, but the measure of it. Because setting boundaries to maintain peace is different from setting up boundaries out of fear. Mm. And fear robs peace, or fear takes away peace. So you set boundaries in the sense that even if I meet this person, the right thing I had to do was to leave the same canopy, that, the same shelter that I was with the person. We are not in the same house now. But if I meet them outside, they don't have that power to influence or to take away my peace. And so when you set that boundary and say, okay, this is the right thing, and boundaries always have to be what is right. You cannot set boundaries with what is wrong. So once you have set the boundary, this is the right thing. I need to leave this relationship because it's abusive. And you have left the relationship. You've already done what is right. And that has yielded peace. Don't let fear scale over that boundary. Because the very moment fear scales over that boundary, you are not at peace anymore. Mm -hmm. You are reacting rather than responding to the situation. So I hope this clarify it. Um, I know our time is fast spent, so I will will end. (laughs) Well, we're giving you guys more things to listen to while you do whatever you do, you know. (laughs) Um, But uh, while she was speaking, whilst he was speaking, I was thinking about um, the term fear. And he says something about how you attained it, you know, and mistakenly we can attain, uh, we can attain peace out of fear. And the foundation of how you attain the peace determines how well you can keep it. So when you left to you, you have found peace, but that was a move of fear. So you, you attain yes. the peace out of fear and that fear will never leave you because peace is not attained through fear, through an act of fear. So the foundation, the avenue, like what he said about how we pursue it, the how is what is very, very crucial in the aspect of how, how long you can attain it. So if you're attaining peace through the right, like he said, the right, uh, doing the right thing, doing the right thing, the right action, the right response, 
you know, the right move. There's no, fear cannot be found in anything that is right. No, it cannot. So if you're doing the right thing, in the right mind, a man of God told me, in the right spirit, with the right person, in the right place at the right time, there is no fear that is to be found. And when there is no fear, that is a peace that will be maintained. And we, we, we're going to wrap up, Dr. Joe. I want you to, um, the, the, the theme is progress through peace. Just last words um, to wrap it up. I hand it over to you. Thank you guys again for having me to be your host. Candace, I'm signing off. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sister Candace, for um, hosting us today on this very difficult but necessary topic. And um, friends, I want to leave you with this. Every company, every home, every city, every government want to grow. We live because we want to grow. But growth is progressive. There is no growth in stagnation. Mm -hmm. And progress only comes through peace. There's no real progress or sustainable growth if you equate the two statements without peace. And so no matter what you do, seek peace. And the way you get peace is by doing what is right. So if you are not right with God, you get right with God. If you are not doing what is right in the marriage, you do what is right in the marriage. If you are not doing what is right in the work, you do what is right at the workplace. Start doing the right things from mm. today. Because, friends, the reason why you seek peace by doing what is right is because of the very fabric of the word peace has a source in someone who is just right, and that is God. God is peace. We call him Jehovah Shalom. God is peace. And if he is peace, there is no way you can attain peace without doing what is right. And so start doing the right things today. It might be the way you talk. It might be the way you relate to others. It might be your relationship with him. No matter what, the growth that you seek, the growth that I seek, only comes through peace. Because peace is sustainable. Mm. Fear is yeah. not. God bless you so much for joining us today for this life-changing and thought-provoking topic. Again, as long as God gives us the grace, we will be joining you same time next week with another life-changing thought-provoking, and table conversation-staring <laughs> topic on Hour of Healing. We hope you have some healing from our weekly podcast with you. God bless you so much for listening. We will see you same time next week. Bye-bye.